0: guys welcome back to the macro golf podcast great episode for you today because we're going to try and tie up everything we've been speaking about on the first few episodes and we're going to basically link this all together and actually talk about habits and how you put all of this amazing information we've given you guys into practice so what actually do you need to do on a daily basis weekly basis monthly basis to actually put this stuff into practice And start putting it to work. So that is the plan for today. And I'm hoping that off of the back of today's podcast, you can walk away and actually put some of this stuff into action and start actually planning out um, what you need to do to get yourself to the next level. Sam, welcome. Thank you, Joe. How are you doing? How's your week been? All good, thank you. Um, Yeah, all good. I've got to get some practice in for golf, actually. Yeah. Um, Because we have entered a pro-am... Uh, with a guy who is the pro here at Hartsborne, Mark. Uh, So we're going to play in a program at my home club, Um, which means I need practice. So I'm keen to listen to these habits today (laughs) and see what I need to practice (laughs) uh, to cram this together for the next, I think we're playing in 10 days' time. So um, 10 days intense practice for me. So that's what my thing's going to be for next week. So how about yourself? Have you played at all, practiced at all, Uh, trained at all? I got
1: out yesterday for nine holes,
0: played okay. Um, what's interesting
1: about habits is it's something that I've had to integrate a few new ones day to day in the last kind of six months since, um, since I had my slip disc in my back. I've never really had daily mobility habits. So it's definitely one thing that I've found over the last six months that I've been paying attention to. And it's, it's made a massive difference now, like pef- playing pain-free Training pain free, which is fantastic. So they they do make a great difference, and I'm quite looking forward to dive into dive into habits. I think they're a real game changer for people. It's a kind of one of those kind of life hacks that if you can get some good habits in, it doesn't really take too much discipline or time, and you can see a massive change over over however long.
0: Yeah, I think what we what we're trying to get out today as well is like we can preach what's perfect. We can say you know you need to do this amount of training, you need to do this amount of speed training, this amount of whatever it is, but realistically how does that fit into your daily life because whether you're a pro golfer with practice considerations travel considerations whether you're an amateur golfer with work commitments family commitments uh, other things going on you're going to try and find a way to squeeze this into what is already going to be a busy schedule right not many of us can just squeeze you know our golf fitness and make that the most make that number one priority priority. so we're gonna always have to try and squeeze this in around somewhere um and i always say to people like a big part of what i believe i can help with doing my one-to-one coaching is find these ways around as you said find these little hacks find these ways to to get this stuff done without it taking up all of your life
1: without it taking up a lot of time and without it feeling like it takes too much discipline or or motivation to do i think that's when these little things are, are really really handy
0: I'd love to do a podcast actually separately on discipline yeah. and motivation I think that'd be a really cool one to do because um, it's, I've actually spoken recently about the, with the Gold Fitness School guys about this like what is the difference between being motivated and being disciplined um, and I think habits link very very closely to, to those two terms absolutely uh, sure absolutely we'll yeah yeah Mot-
1: motivation's always going to run out being disciplined is a different kettle of fish
0: agreed um, and making it as easy as possible for yourself yeah. to get that in the way whether those habits are good whether those habits are bad um how do they stick so we've obviously discussed mobility we've discussed strength training speed training we've discussed warming up uh we've discussed weight uh, loss we've done weight loss loss. in terms of like nutrition and that type of stuff so all of these things require you basically taking actions into your life whether that's some kind of intellectual change whether it's getting rid of a bad habit or introducing a good habit um Basically to then get to an end result, right? Like we're believing that if we do this habit for long enough, then it's going to get us to this end point. Um, so my question to you, Sam, is like, what when you start with an individual who might have a lot of bad habits mm. in terms of maybe nutrition or whatever it is, and they're lacking good habits, where do you start? Like where do you try and make the first ground, if that makes sense?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So... Obviously, if we've already identified potential bad habits that they might have, we'd try to talk about, right, what, what positive habits are we gonna try to create? Uh, whether that's hitting a, a step target goal, whether that's doing a mobility flow, what, whatever that could be, we're gonna try and spin those negative habits and, and try and find some positive ones. After we've done that, after we found the positive ones, I'd probably try to set some goals if you can't track it, you're not gonna measure it, you're probably gonna fail. So how can we actually measure these goals? So obviously like with steps, you say, right, if someone has been doing 3000 steps a day, if they've been working from home, how can we up that to say 7,000 steps? Right, that's easy. We can measure it, we can measure it, whether you've got a, a wearable on the watch, whether it's on your phone, we've pretty much all got access to that. Right, once we can measure it, we can see, right, have you been achieving it? Have you not been achieving it? Maybe the goal has been a little bit too unrealistic. Um I always like to with kind of developing positive habits of actually making sure the goal's realistic. There's no point saying to someone that's doing three thousand steps a day, right, all of a sudden I want you to hit fifteen thousand steps a day. It's just it's not gonna happen. You've gone from eating three thousand calories, let's cut that down to two thousand. It's just unrealistic. So small, small goals on the way to possibly a, a slightly bigger goal. Um yeah, once we've identified the goals, then we probably need to identify specific behaviours to get to that habit. Um and probably that's when motivation, discipline comes comes into it without getting kind of without getting too sidetracked there. Um yeah. Little steps. Identify the positive ones we want first. Can we measure it? Is it realistic? And then putting a plan in place to get there.
0: So I think the biggest thing to think about like is Starting small, right? Like it, it, trying to create a new habit by going from, like you said, like at the moment you might be eating ten thousand calories a day, and you want to eat two thousand calories it's a day. Like it's a big a jump, right? Let's maybe start with eight. Let's make a small change, get that ingrained, and then build on that. So actually, starting small and being able to, I suppose, get some initial success. Yeah, with, get with get bit get the,
1: get the ball rolling because I think a lot of the time that if you're setting a goal and people start failing, then they're just not going to try any harder, right? If, if you can set a small goal that's, that's really realistic, right, now we can go, right, you're up to 5,000 steps a day. Perfect. Now now let's try seven. Within a couple of months, you might be up to that 12,000, up to that 10,000, but you haven't gone there initially. You've built up some positive reinforcements before you've kind of got to that, to that, that goal.
0: Yeah, I think it also helps you, like, overcome some initial barriers that are obviously going to be there as well. Like, if you try and go from... Three thousand steps a day to ten thousand steps a day, for example. It seems daunting. Yeah, it yeah. seems daunting, and there's going to be a reason why you're not doing ten thousand yeah. steps at the moment, yeah. right? There's going to be a reason of you know either you can't be bothered, you've got no motivation, discipline, or you haven't got the time, or other things are getting in the way. So, it, just moving from three thousand to four thousand, or four thousand to five thousand, you can kind of understand what one thing you need to change to get over that, make yeah. that progress, and then build from there. And I think that analogy goes for weight loss, that goes yeah. for strength training, it goes for yeah. mobility, it goes for everything, right? Um, so, would you? Would you explain to that individual, that client, whoever it was, like, would you explain to them, look, we just need to get these habits right and then the rest will take care of itself? Or uh, do you find that people are quite a little bit more end goal driven and then kind of reverse engineer from there? Like, do you see, see what I mean? Like, do we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and, uh, yeah. Just Don't worry about anything. Just get 10,000 steps a day. Yeah. Don't worry about, like, or are saying, like, right, we need to increase your overall activity level? because of X, Y, and Z. So the way we're gonna do that is by doing this, this, and this, like, wh- what response do you get from clients when you go through them one way or the other?
1: I've, I've probably done both. And, and, and earlier on in my career, I probably started the other way around. So I said, right, this is where we want to get to, then say, right, this is how we can get to it. For now, if you can get clients just to worry about small things, just worry about one or two things, eventually, without them even thinking about it, they're already taking steps to, towards their goals. And all of a sudden they go, oh God, I'm doing, I'm doing this, it feels, oh, I feel so much better. As soon as you're there, they go, right, yeah, let's, let's up the ante a little bit. But I definitely feel like focusing on little, little, little steps along the way, you get much more adherence from, from clients. That's personally what I work on now with yeah. clients, is small steps along the way, and, and we will get to that, get, to the, get to the end goal eventually.
0: I think also it has like less um, like self-built barriers. If like, say for example, if less, weight loss is a great example. There's a lot of people have tried weight loss and failed or or breaking a handicap is another one as well. Like people have been like, or whatever. If you say, right, we're going to get down to a, we're going to lose five stone, right? Or we're going to try and get a handicap down to scratch or whatever it is. People will always say like, yeah, I don't know if that's possible because of X or I don't know if it's possible because of Y. And they've always got pre- pre-built things in them that's making it believe that they can't do that for whatever reason because they've failed in the past. Whereas if we just say, well, actually if we're just gonna do this one habit, is that doable? Then like, yeah, actually I can just do that. Okay, just be consistent with that for however long and let's see what result we get off the back of that. Yeah. Right, so it's almost like a you're taking away that the, the possible negativity that they've tried and failed before with that end goal. And you like, right, forget about that, let's just get this one habit solidified and in that you can manage and that you can do and then let's see what result we get off the back of that so it's more there's there's less friction for people when they see it just as a habit rather than seeing it as a as an end target if that makes sense um a good one a great example for that is mobility for me like i use this example all the time for people um people say they don't have time to train or they don't have time for whatever one of my favorite things to do for people in terms of making it easy and breaking it down is just saying i just want you to lay on the floor in the evenings in front of the TV yeah, is that doable yeah, yeah. alright cool yeah. let's start there yeah yeah, yeah. like literally you get off the sofa just lay on 11 floor, for 10 minutes and just watch what happens right yeah. funnily enough they lay on the floor and they're looking around and then suddenly they start moving their legs a little bit yeah. start waggling their legs left and right and they start fiddling around and they might do a little bit of stretching yeah. like they might do a little bit of something is that our absolute optimal mobility target no is it realistic yeah there we go I hope so yeah like that is there's no barriers of like if we say right, we're going to get you onto a mobility plan. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. Everyone's like, oh, like I don't yeah. have a lot of time for that. I don't have time this. Can you learn four or ten minutes front of the TV? Yeah, right. Let's stop there. Yeah, yeah. Once you do that, then we say maybe we go down. We maybe do something a little bit more structured when we're there. But breaking that initial like I can't do that. Yeah, I think with a small habit is is very useful.
1: Absolutely, absolutely agreed. I, re- I really like that one. Anything that can be done kind of in front of the TV and doesn't feel like it takes a lot of discipline to stop doing something else. It's fantastic right yeah and mobility is something you can easily do in front of the tv most of my clients in the evenings annoy their partners and get in the way of the tv because they're doing all this funky mobility yeah. stuff but it's perfect time because it doesn't take a lot of discipline doesn't need a lot of motivation and you feel fantastic
0: after you've done it yeah and it's actually just you actually feel better than just sit on sofa. Yeah, like you actually get off and you, you feel yeah. better um and i think anything we can do just to break because I suppose we're doing two things there. We're breaking the bad habit of being sat on the sofa watching the TV, right? Yep. Which is also then going to link and stack to other habits of having snacks or yep. having a beer or doing whatever it is. But yeah. well, we're less likely to do that again if we are laying on the floor. We're just we've we've broken something and introduced a a good habit in a situation that typically would be a, a festing ground for a bad habit. Yeah. Um, so maybe if we cover all of the what like what we think is the big, you know, our big habits, right? If like we're thinking we've gone over. Mobility. You've yep. just put, we've just we briefly touched on that. We've gone over strength training, speed, nutrition, warming up. Maybe if we take it one by one and start to actually lay out what these habits. What might that looks look like right. in real life. I think that would be really yeah. useful for people, right? So, um, strength training is probably your main area of like interest and what excites you the most. So, how do we go through that process? Like, if we've got someone who now doesn't strength train yep. or do any training, yep. for example, how do we? How do we, what's that first initial step? And then what are we aiming to get to? Well, we're aiming them to
1: to get to, depending how many sessions we're aiming to. Say we're we're aiming to train twice a week. We're aiming to get you into the gym twice a week, whether that's with a coach, without a coach. We're just trying to get them into the gym, completing the sessions, and then bang, they can go go on and finish the rest of their day. How do we create that change? How do we get those into those habits? My first thing is always, especially if it, it, like I said, it always depends, my famous my famous line, depends on the client themselves. We might have someone that really loves doing strength training, and actually, it's really easy to get them into the gym. Probably, if we're talking about habits, it's gonna be someone that might not, But it always, there's always that client that finds an excuse not to do it. There's always something easier to do, or better to do. And it's true, there's been a lot of studies show that the longer you leave your workouts to do, the later on in the day, the more likely are that you're not going to do that workout. So, right, is it a time, is it something that we need to look at the schedule? Then we go, right, can we fit that in earlier on in the day before X, Y, Z builds up in work? Can we get it on in the morning? Can we actually say, right, we're actually just going to do half an hour. We're not going to do a full 45 minutes or an hour session, an hour and a half, whatever that might be. Can we just get half an hour into the day? Hopefully most people have that and then we can go right same thing like we did with the steps we're slowly 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 increasing it hopefully i've done my job and programmed some exciting workouts So then they're actually enjoying it and then they see the progress right they see themselves getting stronger whether that's aesthetically and how they look or the weight's going down or they might be hitting the ball slightly further swinging the club faster and then perfect we've got some results we've got some positive reinforcements to then up the ante a little bit but it's just it's breaking them down into kind of chewable bites so it doesn't feel like a big, big, big mountain
0: that they've got to climb to get into the gym. So we're taking the perfect scenario, which is whatever we would deem as like, you know, the perfect programming. Yeah. And then we're saying, right, this is where we want to get to. But what can we do to make this manageable in the short term? So maybe, I think you mentioned they're like decreasing the time of the session. Decreasing the time really of the useful. session. Yeah. Uh, decreasing maybe the frequency of the session so yeah. reducing how many sessions you're actually going to get done we might want them to be doing three a week but let's start with one just you know yeah. because of time constraint whatever it is um, maybe home workout home workout yeah instead of needing to travel to yeah. take that barrier away like there's so many things we can do of like we're not saying that these things are going to be better than the actual no it's not optimal like, no exactly but it's but it's is not,
1: it it's better than anything else and if that long term can get us to where we want to be that's what we need we need some sort of some sort of habit breaker to change us into the right direction. And, and like always, something is better than nothing.
0: Don't let progress get in the way of perfection. There we go. There we go. That's the one. Uh, so nice. Strength training in that case then, give me an example what would be the typical golfer listening to this, what would be the habit that you want them to, to adopt? If, they, if we're talking optimal, where do they need to get to and how do we build them up to that? Let's cover strength training first
1: what's optimised? it depends on where, what we're talking about in season off season the client where
0: they're at that's a hard question man i feel bad it's, a, it's a really so, tough question like, let's say, <laughs> because there's
1: no right answer yeah it, so it, let's it say completely
0: some kind of strength training with yes be done yeah at least once twice one to four a, week. Times a week absolutely one to four times. Yeah, 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 like, yeah 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 okay so we're going to say habit number one let's actually list these out this might be pretty cool let's list these out habit number one some kind of strength work yeah one to four times one a week. One to four times a week. Absolutely. Love that. Habit one, tick. Stick that in your diary. Let's talk mobility. Guy, okay. Joe, the mobility expert. <laughs> um. Again, it depends. Yeah. Massively depends. Yeah. Um. I'm a big fan of just doing 10 minutes a day. I think if you can do 10 minutes a day, you're done. Like It doesn't need to be anything more than that. It doesn't need to be anything more complex than that. Uh, if you're getting 10 minutes of good work done, that's more than enough. If you can't do 10 minutes, do five. If yeah. you can't do five minutes, do one. If you can't do one minute get a massage ball onto your foot under a desk and massage your foot out like there's yeah. always something you yeah, can yeah, do yeah. right um, I don't know you can do some torso rotations while sat on the toilet I don't know something, <laughs> something right we can, we can, <laughs> there's always something we can do you've always got an opportunity um, my, my go to habit is obviously going to be 10 minutes a day um, of, of movement if, if possible um, but again we're, we're taking optimal and we're saying optimal might be for this individual 10 minutes a day working on servicing their body but if they can't do those 10 minutes we just regress back Can you do five minutes? Can you do one minute? Can you just lay on the ground in front of the TV for five minutes like we said? There's always going to be something you can do that's going to move you forward in terms of being able to increase the way that you move and the quality of movement that you have. So if we're saying that for strength training is one to four times a week we're going to do some kind of strength work, then I think if I was to put a target on the mobility, I would say every day do at least a few minutes of good quality movement, taking your body through. A good range of motion or servicing your body with some kind of massage or manipulation like if you can do that i think you're in a pretty good spot um as you said like it depends always on the individual individual times a year what's their training volume like what's their capacity like what's their current range of motion like if their current range of motion is good then you would not be really worrying too much about increasing range of motion improve improving quality of tissue doing a lot of stuff whatever but if we're just talking about habit can you spend a couple of minutes a day working on the way you move as an example we came in this morning to the studio. We both sat on the floor for like 10 minutes. That's an interesting, Probably like without even realizing I was opening up my hips, right? That's just, That was just my go-to. I drove here. Yeah. My hips felt a bit tight. Actually, I, gave, I went and sat downstairs and had a coffee for an hour. So that was like a 45-minute drive-in, sat downstairs for an hour, got up here, my hips were tight. We went on our laptops. and I was on the floor, opening up my hips. It's not weird. Like, we're, it's cool. Sometimes we talk to each other and just drop into a deep squat. It's yeah. not a big weird. deal. But it's it's basically just that's an opportunity of creating some movement. Yeah. Uh, that you know, it, it then doesn't matter today if I don't do some like ten minutes of structured mobility. Right? Yeah. I've developed a habit that just throughout the day I will move my body through positions. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think if, if we're going to say habit number two. That would be number, habit number two. Like, move your body into positions or do some meditation or some self massage for a few minutes a day, yeah. every day, if yeah. possible. Absolutely. Habit two, tick. Uh, let's talk. Um, let's talk overall movement, like steps and overall activity level, because I think it's something that often gets left behind yeah. in the golf fitness kind of world. Yeah. But we need to consider that most amateur golfers probably have some kind of work commitment that requires them to be sedentary either in a car or train or desk or whatever what would you suggest for a you know a golfer that maybe plays once or twice a week and gets out and gets a lot of steps done on those days but for the rest of the week is pretty sedentary like what would you be a recommendation in terms of building a habit of movement for that type of golfer so we're talking about kind of your your knee
1: your non-exercise activity thermogenesis Habits would be just like we, like we said earlier, work out your daily step count. How can we increase it by a thousand steps a day? Just start with a thousand steps a day. That should be an extra 10 minutes. Shouldn't, shouldn't be much to whether that's not jumping in the car to go to the shops and just walking there and back. So it's still something, a task that you need to complete, but how, how can we kind of optimize doing that task? Or is it just right, setting an alarm every every other hour when you're, when you're sat down at home working and just stand up, just stand up for 10 minutes, stand up for 10 minutes and then get back down to doing what you're doing. So it's not a massive task out, out of your day. Like like we've said before, none of these things kind of need, none of these have barriers to entry. It's something that you could easily do, right? Like I'm standing now, I could easily be sitting on the chair, I'm standing doing a podcast, so I'm burning more calories than I would be if I was just that, sitting down. It's just little, little, little things like that. Look at kind of your, your average steps, work it out, go, right, how can I increase these just by, just by a few thousand? And how can, we, how can we get into that? It's the same as mobility. Like, if you can get into a habit of kind of getting 10,000 steps a day, you should feel fantastic. I think me and you were talking about it um, last week, that some of our best thoughts for, for business and sorting out arguments you might have, have had with friends and family, they happen when, you, when you're moving not when you're sat down thinking about it, when you're just moving and, and thinking about other things, like your mind finds a way to fix all these other problems and stuff. So get out there, you will feel fantastic. And especially now in England, the weather's getting a bit better. There's kind of, we're not stuck in the rain. You just, 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 get, just get moving, just get moving.
0: Yeah, like movement is, the, is like gold, really. Yeah. Like I think there's so much that we get, and <sighs> we're gonna go off I'm going off with I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, I've gone. Uh, there's so much we can get from the, like all the things that are free, for most of us like you know living in comfortable situations of like fresh air being able to walk and water like they're all so good for us like i just think the movement is so many amazing things happen when you avoid being sat down for long periods right obviously a lot of bad stuff happens when you sat down for a long period but a lot of good stuff happens when you're not sat down the difference of being stood up to being sat down in terms of like a working environment obviously your productivity is going to be higher your thought processes are much clearer, your ideas flow a lot easier. Uh, a lot of top businesses have meetings of walking, standing, like it's, it's promoted, like a lot, it's, it's known to be scientifically better to be in a standing position or moving position than it is to be seated for thought processes like that. Also, in the way that when we're standing, we promote movement, right? So instead of being sat down and being static, if you're stood up, you promote movement. You're gonna shift, you're gonna fidget, you're gonna move around more, you're gonna buckle, and that's why we end up burning more calories and we end up than we do sat down. Just yep. sitting down is comfortable, right? Uh, it, it basically makes you just be still. Uh, and obviously bad things happen when we're, when we're just being sedentary like that. So I think if you can shift from being sat down to being standing as much as possible, that's amazing. Obviously then, yeah, we're talking about steps, quantity of steps, quality of movement. Um, but I had someone ask me from the conference school the other week, like, you know, is it okay that if instead of getting my steps, I go for a bike ride? Like, 100%. is that okay? And I was like, well, yeah. yeah. Like, we, we don't <laughs> need to like, we're not just trying to hit this step number. We're thinking like overall movement of like, how active am I throughout a day? Like that's the goal. If you love going swimming, go for
1: a swim. If you love going for a bike ride, go for a bike ride. If you love jogging, go for a jog. (laughs) Go for a walk. (laughs) Like whatever movement that you like, if you like dancing, just dance, put some music on and just dance. Like do whatever makes you feel good. Whatever's going to, you're gonna to want to do, just do it. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter how stupid or whatever the thing that is gonna get you moving the most, and that you might, you might enjoy it, do it. Some of us might not. There's a lot of my clients that really hate walking, that hate moving, so it becomes a bit more of a chore. So then you, you need to find other, other ways to get them there. That's why these smaller smaller goals help to get to that bigger picture. But just do, just move, just move as
0: much as you can. One of my favorite ones, uh, for people who hate doing that type of stuff, Go and Do some short game practice, but only use one ball. Yeah, I get you Oh, never
1: thought about that. Short That's game fantastic. practice, one ball.
0: There you go. Go yeah. do an hour of short game practice, you're basically walking for an hour. Go to the range, to have one ball. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do you're some right. driver
1: practice, hit <laughs> to one be ball. Yeah, yeah, to be, yeah, to be <laughs> fair. I was actually when I
0: was uh, when I was living in Bournemouth for a while, the driving range there was um, like bring your own balls. Yeah, was the there's right. quite a few rounds there, uh, i like that. Yeah, you have to walk out and go with your own balls. It's great, um, exercise. so there you go. Um. Also, I think just understanding the benefits of moving more is going to be useful for people as well. So yeah. like as we're adding this habit in, obviously, it's going to be better for weight management. Um, it's going to be better for overall movement, mobility, joint pain, health, joint health, health, all this effect. stuff. Like yeah. Amazing stuff happens. And also, you going be fit for golf as well. Like if you, even if you can't go and play, go for an hour's walk, two hour's walk. Um, it definitely makes playing golf a lot easier. So Agreed. habit number three we're going to stack on is going to be... What are we saying, ten thousand steps, improve movement. However, we want to word it. Like the goal is going to be ten thousand, obviously. Yeah. And again, like optimal would be ten thousand steps a day. If you're already stand at ten thousand, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But if you can just stand, as you said, great example. Just set your alarm every hour, stand up, move a little bit, sit back down. Yeah. Better than nothing. Right? Absolutely. All of these, all of these things we're saying is better than doing absolutely nothing. Agree. So habit number three: move more. Move more. Move Good. more. So we've got strength training, one to four times a week. Mobility every day. Every day. Some kind of movement. A couple of minutes a day. Couple at least. of minutes a day. And we're gonna move more. And we're just gonna move more. Perfect. Let's talk in that case about um, morning routines. Morning routine. And evening routines. Anything this is something you talk about clients with? I talk to every client about this. I There's talk to clients about
1: it one hundred percent and it probably ties into my mobility. My my morning routine, wake up, big glass of water, stretch. Always, just five minutes. Five minutes before I before I do anything else, Um, five minutes mobility, and then I'll do some journaling and some some other bits. Um, Evening routine pretty pretty similar. To be fair, Uh, mobility, and then I'll reflect on my day journaling.
0: That is weird. We've never spoken about morning routines, and our morning routines are very similar. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Get up. So golf fitness core routines. The guys, the what I say to the guys all the time, they have to get up in three. So when their alarm goes off, they go up, in, uh, out of bed in three minutes or less. Yep. So no snoozing the alarm. Then they have to do a cold glass of water. Yep. Uh, and then if they do have coffee, then obviously they can have their coffee uh, with that. Um, and then their third habit that stacks onto it is some kind of protein at breakfast, yep. which links us on, a little bit more to the nutrition side. Um, but in previous schools, I've also added journaling yeah. and uh, movement, like some kind of flowy, stretching-based routine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, mine looks similar to that. I get yeah. up, cold glass water, stretch, Maybe. general coffee. Yeah. Yep. Like, I just, it doesn't take long.
1: No, that's um, the thing. And it, and what's actually... So I'm up out, out of the house three, four days a week. At, I'm out of the house by ten past six. The days where I don't do that, I feel way worse. Even if I've had to set my alarm a little bit earlier, five, ten minutes earlier to to do that mobility and then go about with my day. The days I don't do that, I feel noticeably worse. I'm noticeably less focused with my sessions or work or whatever that might be. It's like a lot of these things that if you can get these habits right, you've noticed, like you just feel so much better about yourself. And it's not just, not just physically, like a lot of this stuff is, is mental fitness that I think we're talking about. Like Joe, Joe mentioned cognitively, You focus so much more, the more you're moving, the more you're the more you're hydrated, the more protein like all of these things tie into you just performing overall better, not just in the
0: gym or on the course. I think also like if you get the morning right, you've started your day like there'll be a reason why you didn't do those habits that morning, right? So for you, like you've got a pretty set morning routine, there'll be a there'll be a reason why you didn't do those habits that day. It might be because you woke up a little bit late or you snoozed your alarm or whatever a decision was made for you not to do those habits which then means you're going to follow that decision path yeah. for the rest of the it, day it's right?
1: setting the tone for the day and starting it off with a win which i think for clients is massive it's a it's a right perfect started the day off great i can now continue with this into
0: and take that into the rest of my practice throughout the day i was just, uh, i started the day terribly directed, the rest of you know, the rest you know absolutely of it follow, yeah right? like absolutely it, uh, it off. yeah um okay nice so if we're going to set some kind of morning habits I, I, don't, I think it's different for everyone yeah, but depends. I think doing something first thing in the morning to set your day off for you just for you yeah even if that's like sitting with a coffee for two minutes and just doing nothing for two minutes like yeah. you've consciously done something for yourself Yeah. Um, that's going to move you forward for that day so let's add that in habit number four habit number four morning routine do something for you do something for you I like that I like that a lot um, what other habits can people adopt let's think some out let's brainstorm some out because we've got five good ones we obviously done warm-up that is one we could potentially add if we're saying
1: warm-up we can talk about but we spoke about in the podcast about something's better than nothing do something that you feel comfortable with yeah and if you feel like you're nursing an old injury or something then just spend a little bit more time on that so same for the mobility stuff if you feel like you're nursing a bit of a back back injury spend a bit more time stretching out your back doing something a bit more focused for you so what if we said
0: linking it all in Why don't we say, before we go and do anything, before we go and play golf, before we go and practice, before we go and train, before we go and have a work meeting, before we go and do anything, we just take a little bit of time to become present to what we're gonna do. Yeah. Um, Example, we were getting set up for this podcast today. We were doing a million other things coming around and then we tried to like get set up for this and we were getting confused, whatever. And I almost just, I think I actually said it out loud, so like, right, I'm actually gonna like, just breathe. Switch on now. Yeah. Like actually we're actually gonna do something here now. I actually need to engage with what I'm gonna do. It's almost like a warm-up for what we're gonna do, right? It's the same for golf practice. Like you you might go to the range after work and have a like awful day, and loads of stuff i like been going on. And sometimes you should just take a minute and say, Right, I'm at a drive really now. Yeah. I'm just gonna take one second just to focus. Recheck in. Recheck in, yeah. yeah. be present. I'm here at the golf course. Uh, yeah, go. there'd be a lot of kind of yoga practitioners
1: or different coaches that would say, Right, you're just grounding yourself. You're taking yeah. some time, you just take a deep breath in right, I'm at the range or I'm at the putting green, I'm at the gym, I'm going to have the best practice that I can possibly have and I'm going to enjoy it and I'm going to be present in the moment. If you can apply that to kind of each aspect of your day, whether it's, like you said, going into a business meeting or potentially there's a, a task at work that you've been putting off and just kind of psyching yourself up, checking in and going, well, right, I'm going to do this. You will find that you'll probably execute it a lot better than having just, right, I'm out of the car, I'm on the range, I'm hitting balls, God, I've got to go home, I've got to cook dinner. Right. Just kind of, yes, you might feel like there's 101 things to do. Just take your time. Enjoy
0: the process. Enjoy the process. It's like a mental warm up, right? You're basically yeah. warming yourself up mentally for the task that's at hand. Um, and, you know, that might include some kind of physical warm up, depending on what you're doing, if that's gym or practice or play, whatever. Um, but being present and setting the tone for the activities you're going to do. Great habit. Love that habit. Uh, okay, cool. So I think we've got some pretty good, good habits. Um, we listed out a good couple there. How do we break bad habits? Bad habits. Because bad habits are powerful, right? Like, as, we can learn a lot from bad habits because we find it a lot easier to ingrain bad habits. Um, yeah. You know, checking your phone, bad habit. We're deemed as bad habit, but you know, if we're gonna call it bad habit. Eating junk food, oh yeah, bad, bad. Smoking, <laughs> bad, bad. many totally bad habits that are so easy to, like, sit with us and People know that they have bad habits. We're fully aware of them. We fully know that they're bad for us, but we just keep on doing it. So why don't we find it as easy to set good habits as we do to ingrain bad habits? And what can we do, or what advice can we give to people listening to this of how to ingrain good habits in and break bad habits?
1: To ingrain good habits in is finding some way of keeping yourself accountable. So whether that's with your friends, with a partner, with, your, with a coach you're working with, try and find a way that you can stay accountable to that. Um, using positive self-talk rather than using ne- negative self-talk. These things are just gonna try and help did, um, get us into those positive habits rather than beating yourself up for where you are. So you're going, God, I'm only doing 3,000 steps a day or, oh, I just had a really bad practice at the range try and change your narrative, change how you're talking about yourself and just try and be a bit more positive about that. Going, I've only done 3,000 steps today,
0: but actually I had a really tough day and tomorrow I'm going to be better. How weird is it that we'd never have to do that for a habit like checking your phone, for example? Yeah. Isn't it a bit like, right, you, you guys just need to watch out on me. Wow. Like I've only checked my phone three times a day. <laughs> <laughs> I need to check my phone 50 times. Please, can you keep on top of me for, like, yeah. checking my... Like, and being, like, really kind to yourself. Like, you, oh, no, like, okay, I need to check my phone. Like, please, guys, please, please, careful <laughs> for, like, making sure I check my phone more. It would never happen, right? Yeah. So it's almost like these good habits we need to go through so much more it's, They're, mu- they're much, harder, yeah, to actually ingrain, right? Yeah. But maybe we can learn something from bad habits and learn the tricks. So, for example, every time you open your phone, the reason why you're so addicted is you get a little dopamine. Hit, a maybe dopamine. a text message, maybe... Yeah someone liked your photo on Facebook. I don't know. What is, what is it? Like 2000? So follow it's, a, it's, a, it's a bit more um, But you get an instant hit of dopamine and yeah. even when you check your phone and there's nothing there, you can do that 10 times and then the one time there is something there you get that dopamine you get hit that, again, yeah, and it pushes yeah. you back, yeah. right? So we can obviously use the dopamine hit in other ways like what you said, like building streaks and being consistent with things and rewarding ourselves and getting little bits of good feedback. But I suppose the hit is never gonna be as high, right? And like we're never no, gonna, not gonna be the you hit same. workout, oh great, Like, but then maybe if you post that photo in a group or a community or yeah. share that photo on Facebook and you get, oh well done or whatever, or like, oh you look great, or you shoot like, a lot score and you get congratulated, like, then that maybe is the buzz that we yeah. need. But we don't get that every single time we need to go and do that action. Every time you need to go and practice your short game, you've not got someone there saying go on you're doing great i'm so proud of you yeah well you've got to keep doing it and eventually the result will come and that's that's why it's so difficult right that's why it's we find it so hard to ingrain these like in brackets good habits yeah um but i suppose there's other stuff we can learn of like it's so easy to check a phone right i literally don't even We don't don't even touch my hands i can look at my yes and it'll light up my face and it lights up like They
1: make it it so hard
0: not to. Exactly. So, little things like having your gym kit ready or making sure you've got your trainers by the door if you want to go to the gym or making sure that you maybe do your short game practice before you do your long game practice if you want to try and sort your practice out. Like little things to make it easier for you to hit those targets, like to stop yourself getting in your own way, right? Um, Removing as many barriers as possible. Just think of it as like your hand free phone dopamine hit Um, is a good way of doing it. Breaking bad habits. Fan of punishment. Fan of. Uh, I don't know what what. How would you break bad habits, for people?
1: I don't know if I approach it in that way. Rather than I would try to reinforce positive habits, mm-hmm. and I think in time we're going to break those bad habits. I think it kind of goes back to when we were talking about nutrition. I, I never want to say to people, right? I don't want you doing this. It's going to lead them to do it more. What you want them? To, what you want to try and use the narrative saying maybe we try and do this this might be a bit better for us rather than you saying right you should do this it's changing the wording oh well, actually you might be a little bit better if we if we do this and then hopefully we're creating the positive habits at the same time with breaking the bad ones i, I i'm not a big fan of punishment no i i i think that i've always been a coach to kind of know that there's a lot of stuff going on and with a lot of people and it's easy for me to sit there and go right. I want you to get ten thousand steps a day. We're going to hit sixteen hundred calories, and I want you to go to the gym three times a week, without actually knowing that there's tons of other things going on in their life. Saying what 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 good is it going to do? So if they've missed a workout, going right, well now the your workout you're going to do is twice as long. I'm not. I'm just not a big fan of that. I never, never really have been.
0: Yeah, I'm not a fan of like. I suppose you went on two bits there. Like, we're not a fan of punishing bad habits. But we're also not a fan of punishing not. Yeah. committing to good habits yeah. right like I don't think punishment works at all like, I, and I like what you said there as well about like there's other things going on in people's lives and that's what I always try and consider when I give people stuff like I had for example I had a guy come in the studio last week and he wanted to he was like I want to start with my strength training I want to start with doing this I was like well what are you currently doing he was like, I can't really do nothing I was like okay, we've got a problem then, because there's obviously a reason why you're not doing anything yeah. at the moment if you're that motivated to do it like it's not just because you don't know what to do that you're not doing anything yeah. right it's there's obviously something going on there that means you don't currently perform these actions. Um, so there's always something going on that's stopping people from performing these habits and getting to the bottom of that is obviously important. Yeah. Uh, a method I like for decreasing bad habits uh, is the same way that we don't perform good habits, which is some kind of barrier, yeah. right? Um, you know, I'm going to go for a run. Oh, where am I? Gym trip? Oh, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> Forget it, tomorrow, right? Yeah. Um, it's, it's easy, right? In the same way that you know, maybe I want to snooze my alarm, or oh, the alarm's all the way over the side of the room. Then I've got to stand up, then I'm out of bed. Oh, yeah. Okay, fine, I'll get up. Yeah. Like we've, we've created some kind of barrier to that, like just leaning over, clicking snooze, and going back to sleep. Yeah. Um, if you are bad for your phone and you don't like using your phone a lot, put your phone in another room. Sleep. Um, one one that's been one, second, one right? that's been really massive for
1: me with clients and that I've started doing the past four months is um, sleep with my phone in a different room. Yeah because it stops you waking up and sitting on your phone and sitting in bed for an however long just scrolling through stuff.
0: Yeah, or even like just sitting, watching, relaxing, watching TV or whatever. Yeah. Like, like, it just shows that these habits can be broken by just creating some small barrier in between them. So um, if there is a habit, whatever that habit is, and you know, we haven't even, you know, I don't wanna go as far as saying, what is a good habit, and what is a bad habit? Maybe checking your phone for you is a good habit. I don't know, maybe it stops you, I don't know, doing something that you shouldn't be doing <laughs> elsewhere. <laughs> but the point is, whatever it is, whether it's a good habit or a bad habit, the barrier between that will obviously be a huge factor. So if it's a good habit, we want to reduce the barriers as much as possible. And if it's a bad habit, we want to introduce some barriers just to kind of create some friction. Oh, great. I so is a good word for that. Yeah. Um, okay, good. So moving on for uh, future work on habits, what do you think people should go through in terms of being able to kind of fit this stuff into their life? So, are we talking maybe about prioritizing these good habits are we talking about prioritizing reducing your bad habits like let's say for example we spread this over the week we've obviously got our strength training once four times a week we've got our mobility in there we've spoken about uh steps and movement we spoke last week about nutrition yep we spoke about just being grounded and being present before we're going to do something exactly so like if we're struggling for time we're trying to fit this all into our into our week yeah where can we go? Like, where do we prioritise? What's your advice for people putting this together? I've got some thoughts, but I want to hear your your ideas first. I,
1: I think it goes back to personal preference, right? If, if you're someone that doesn't have time to maybe get to the gym, but you really like going for a walk, then prioritise your walking. Then don't beat yourself up for not going to the gym. There's always going to be kind of curveballs and different things that come into place. Prioritise what's going to make you feel the best. You're never going to have your perfect week of training where you've got x amount of hours and you can do exactly what you want it's never going to happen there's always going to be something that gets in the way of that with work or family or whatever that may be um different commitments so prioritize what makes you feel good the most
0: that's what i would say what about you you've said you've got some thoughts on this yeah i think there's some stuff that doesn't take time yeah and i think they, they I, I, whenever someone gives me the excuse for not getting something done where well, actually, I don't think it's taking any time to do that. Like, I don't think it takes any time to be grounded to the, to the task you about to perform, right? They yeah. just, some people are very good at it. Some people are very good at, like, forgetting everything's happened and switching on to that exact moment, that exact thing. Something I try and get better at. Because um, I don't think it takes any time. I think it doesn't take any time at all for you to suddenly say, this is the task I'm going to perform. I'm just going to take. 30 seconds to sort myself out to perform this task at the best of my ability, whether that's your practice, whether that's a work meeting, whether that's your workout, whatever it is, it doesn't really take any time out of your week. So I don't think there's any real excuse for not doing that apart from forgetting or whatever it will be, right? Um, I think there's also no excuse in terms of a time uh, constraint for making better nutrition choices. Whenever you're in a moment with with an opportunity to make a decision, some people just have managed to build good habits. Of making good decisions in the moment, uh, it's something that I try and preach to all of my clients as well. When you're dealt with a situation where you've got to make a decision one way or the other, you've got an opportunity to make it a good decision. So take that decision at that time because it's not going to take you any more time out of your week to make that decision. Um, I think it then depends on where your priorities are going to lie. You know, if you're generally pretty active and you move a lot, then probably prioritise your strength training over the mobility. Yeah. If you sit at a desk all week and you know whatever, then. You know, maybe try and find five minutes in your evening. I think it's all going to depend, but I would definitely say try and include all of this stuff and just reduce the quantity of it down, yeah. rather than saying, "Oh, you know, forget." forget I'm forget not going to do it. Not so, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to do like half an hour a day of mobility. Yeah. Probably not the best approach, right? Yeah. Uh, and same vice versa. So I think having a balance of everything but reducing it right down is going to be a better choice than doing nothing. And things. And so. But yeah, it you know, there's definitely stuff here that time doesn't affect it. So get those things right if you
1: yeah. can. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely agree Let's head on to some questions.
0: Oh, the guy's been pinging something. The guys okay.
1: have pinged, and actually, we, I think we've just dealt with one of them. Robbie French, you have the best habits possible, but how do you deal with the weekly curveballs you face that knock your routine? Really interesting, which is almost what we've just said. There's always going to be something that's going to come in the way, and how, how do you deal with that? One, it's not beating yourself up that you haven't done something. So maybe you've had a a range practice in that you wanted to do and a meeting's run over or whatever it is, don't beat yourself up for not doing it because it wasn't like it was in your control. Unless you've simply decided and you were just lazy and said, right, I'm not gonna go to the range, maybe you've got some accountability there. But if something came up like, don't beat yourself up, go right. how can I then tinker something for the rest of my week to try and get that in what else can i potentially maybe
0: sacrifice to to have that yeah i agree and i think also taking ownership for that like is that it says here like how do you deal with the weekly curveballs you face a docu routine i think you've got to determine is that an internal or external fact like yeah. is it did you not do it because you couldn't be bothered yes which is also your decision right like you actually do have a decision over all of these things and taking ownership for that is important uh, or is it something completely out of your control Whereas it's out of your control, it's out of your control. You just yeah. move, just like get back into your habits and routine as quickly as possible. Yeah. Uh, what I would definitely recommend not doing is trying to chase it. So if something gets in the way and, you know, say, I see this when the go to fitness school sometimes, like when people have something that gets in the way and they can't get a workout done, they might try and cram it in later in the week and then they get messed up and then they get fatigued, whatever. But actually, if you've got your habits in place, just get as quickly as possible back, back, to your, back into it. Because yeah. you know that your habits over the term are going to be like, and that's kind of having a more, more long-term um, mindset rather than, you know, a shoot term yeah fix uh, great question from Rob um, so James Lawless has put in a question on pre and on course nutrition which yeah. I would love to do a podcast I think questions.
1: we need to do a podcast separate on, um, on
0: that we'll definitely do definitely one um, we can give a quick answer hydrate and protein I like hydrate and protein um, I like I kind of say to people eat whatever hell you want like before and during but just main leave the sugary stuff to the last three yes holes. You, like, don't you, do that, that, you don't want that you don't
1: want that insulin spike middle of the round yeah i you just feel just, fatigued yeah yeah just
0: go sugar sugar for the last three holes yeah. and then just eat normal food for the rest of it i don't think there's anything really there's no real metabolic strain in golf no. there's no real kind of need for like op, you know optimizing fat oxidation no. I can literally <laughs> like literally <just> like <laughs> walking too yeah. it's like Generally, are, as long as you're not getting mentally or physically fatigued from the lack of nutrition, which I think is more important, or lack yeah. of hydration, yeah. um, I don't think you can go too far wrong. But uh, I did only ask that question half an hour ago, so thanks for anyone who did chuck that in. Um, <laughs> yeah, thanks, guys. Well on. We can always lean on Tim Macrograph. So um, we are going to do a couple of other topics moving forward, but if anyone's got any recommendations for topics or requests for topics... Um, Sam how do they get hold of you because you have recently changed your Instagram I have recently changed my Instagram I am Sam underscore macro golf yes he is I'm um, Joe underscore macro golf so they can drop us a message on Instagram drop us a DM uh, on Instagram the macro golf page has also changed that's now at macro golf so if anyone wants to get hold of us um, they can get hold of us on there any requests for um podcast topics in the future just let us know or any general questions any general questions any helps on how to
1: build um how to build habits or bad habits just shoot us a message and we'll see if we can help you guys up
0: definitely see you guys next time
1: peace